Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Sapolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss existentialism, whiteness, and Twitter. But first, a word from our sponsors. Tomorrow is supported by City Cards with Android Pay. Listening on your phone? Now you can pay while you listen using the same device. Just tap and go. Download the Android Pay app on Google Play or visit city.com slash Android Pay to get started. Android Pay is available for eligible city consumer credit cards and debit cards. Look, real watch collectors don't pay retail, and neither should you. Crown & Caliber is the smartest way to buy or sell your luxury watch. You know what certified pre-owned means when you're purchasing a luxury automobile. With Crown & Caliber, you now have the same level of confidence when buying or selling a certified pre-owned luxury watch. To find the perfect watch for you, visit crownandcaliber.com slash tomorrow. That's in lowercase, by the way. Or speak to one of their watch experts at 888 226 5795 to learn more about Crown and Caliber. Plus, now through August 30th, listeners who enter promo code CC Tomorrow will receive 150 bucks off their first luxury watch purchase with Crown and Caliber. My guest today is a brilliant CNN political commentator and columnist. I'm, of course, talking about the highly controversial Sally Cohn. Good to be on with you. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I've been called worse. So, so, okay. So before, so you're on CNN now. I am. You're writing. I am. You're talking. Yeah, right now. Okay. Yeah. Yes, you are talking right now. Um, do you go on, do, do, how much are you on TV versus like writing stuff or just like thinking? <laughs> What's the, I don't know. I don't know how much there's like thinking. No, that's, that's cool. <laughs> we need to do a pie chart here. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I, 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 contrary to uh, what you may have heard from internet trolls, I do try to be thinking mm -hmm. all the time. Uh -huh. um, I don't know, I've, read, I've read some uh, comments on Twitter uh, that yeah, yeah. say otherwise. Uh, you know, the the the, the world of a pundit uh, is an interesting thing. So it flexes up and down. It could yeah. be a couple times a day. Yeah. Uh, depending on the news, it could be not at all for a week. Um, but it's usually a handful of times a week. Now how you know, three to five times a week? Or how, something like that. What's the earliest they would disturb you? To go on television. Oh, uh, you know, like the, morning the morning show starts at, you know, 5, 6, 7 a.m. Yeah. You can, you it's know, nightmare. show up at that time. I've done it from the West Coast, too, which is... Uh, <laughs> that's the middle of the night. Which is really... It's, <laughs> it's like, brutal. It's like 2 in the morning or whatever. It's, yeah. it's really brutal. Yeah, that's a nightmare. Um, so before CNN, you were on Fox. Mm-hmm. And you were, and just correct me, I want, we'll go a little bit, I want to hear a little bit, maybe you can give me like a little bit of a short bio, but for people who are listening who don't know, and for me, because I don't know all the details. Damn you. Uh, I did do a lot of investigation, but um, you were on Fox as kind of like a, a Fox villain. <laughs> like like, like their, well, their villain is somebody who's like, and, and tell me if any of this is wrong, but like. Oh, I will. Relatively liberal, progressive. Uh, How much Fox have you watched? <laughs> I'm just saying that would right, be a yeah, villain. Okay. That would be a villain, right? So, so no. I mean, look, uh, you know, yes. So, so I uh, when I started started out as a um, a baby pundit, I did what baby pundits do and go on all the different cable <laughs> news channels, MSNBC and CNN and Fox, and oh. I ended up uh, first being hired by Fox about a year into uh, this this field, and um, so no, there's actually a number of progressive, somewhere between liberal and progressive uh, commentators on Fox News at any given time. I was one of the more right. uh, progressive. I was one of, uh, I want to say, two openly gay people uh, on air on the network. Right. Um, so I had the, that wonderful distinction of being yes. both progressive and 
openly gay on Fox News. That's a, it's but a tough one. I will say, um, and you know, folks can go find my my TED talk on this if they're really interested. Uh, but I will say, I came to Fox News having not watched. I don't even own a television still, so I hadn't watched much. I'd only seen what I got really? shared. Yeah, it's true. Uh, what I saw on like you know Daily Show clips that got forwarded yeah. around, and which were all really bad. Uh, you know, at, right? Which were <laughs> well, they represent the extremes. Yeah. Uh, and so the fact of the matter is, you know, uh, Fox. Uh, like any place has its, you know, its spectrum and it has some very good act, you know, like straight news right. journalist shows. I mean, if people haven't watched Shep Smith on Fox News, then they have a very, you know, a singular picture. But it also has its Hannity, its O'Reilly. You will admit, though. You're being very nice <laughs> to Fox. Maybe that's contractual. I don't know. Uh, no, totally <laughs> but, of my own. But and I know you got you have to, I'm sure you have a lot of friends there. I'm sure yeah. you have to see these people all the time at like punditry conventions or <laughs> whatever whatever you you guys do but they they do have a fairly clear position it seems like uh, an over, an overarching position i mean they're certainly like run by and owned by people who seem to have a very clear position yeah there's no question i mean the, the only point i'm making is is if, listen i'm not like offering up a a wholehearted defense of i don't know because that like, the last person of... but no but merely my my point being that i came to the network thinking, oh, it's only this one thing. Right. You know, it's only but it was more Hannity diverse and O'Reilly. It's more diverse. It's more, I mean, you know, it's a news organization in New York City. You right. know, it's got, uh, you know. <laughs> it's, hard, uh, it's easy to forget it's that. It's hard to staff a <laughs> news organization in New York City without getting some, you know, liberal Democrats in there too yeah, somewhere yeah, behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. So, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but I also just, it was more than I was surprised. I had um, these sort of preconceived notions and by the way i had preconceived notions even about the likes of hannity right uh who i ended up finding out was a really nice person much to my chagrin nicer than some of the anchors at msnbc but nice but nice person undoubtedly i'm sure very nice behind the scenes very cordial very warm and welcoming but like a but a kind of a bad person for reality yeah for like humanity here's the thing i i increasingly (laughs) you know hitler was very nice to his dogs that's the one that Laura and I, my wife and Is I like. true? Him. He's a vegetarian. He was apparently very loving to his dogs. He was also a vegetarian. Um, you know so. what's interesting? Um, you know, I'm writing a book right now about uh, about incivility and meanness and hate and evil. And, and there's two things worth noting. Um, one, across the board, so far, from what I've found, people who you and I, and I, I hope most people, certainly most people listening, would agree are evil people who, who, who do evil things, terrorists, uh, white supremacists, uh, they don't think of themselves as evil. Right. They don't think they're doing something bad. They think they're doing something good. So th- this is sort of an interesting I... perspective that, number one, but number two, I also have come to think that conservatives are nicer in specific to humanity, are nicer to people in specific, but sort of meaner in general, right, like policy. to like the I, you know, to they they have a sort of n- more negative view of people as a whole, or, right. or right. And progressives are the opposite. We are very nice and positive about people as a whole, as yeah. a general group, but actually but dicks, not all the kind of specific. Well, it's I, which I, is true. I think, there's, I think there are a couple of layers to that. I mean, it's hard to walk around feeling right all the time <laughs> and not get angry. <laughs> No, it is no, but it is. You've got to admit there is a certain yeah. level to that. And I'm not saying that we actually are. I look obviously like I lean more progressive, um, uh, liberal. I don't know that I'd use the word liberal now because liberal is becoming this weirdly tainted word. It's complicated. Uh, it is complicated. Uh, like liberalism in its extreme is also 
in many ways as bad as yes. conservatism in its, in its extreme. I call myself a progressive and an aspiring radical. I feel like my yeah. I'm I'm I still have more to learn and I'm being radicalized every day. And I feel like the events of the world. <laughs> If you're not paying attention, I mean, how could you not be radicalized? Yeah, well, that's, but that's, uh, that is part of the problem is that we're all being radicalized to some degree. Well, I mean, we're radicalized. Let me, let me, like, not radicalized in like the sense of like an ISIS terrorist. Like, I don't mean that radicalized. I mean, in terms of having a more uh, radical viewpoint about how much the system and society needs to change in order to actually achieve justice and equality. Because what you see is like, and we'll get into this because of this. I mean, the world looks like it's getting completely fucking insane right now. I mean, we've got... Oh, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This oh, is a yeah. free-for-all. All right, so let me be clear. The world has been fucking insane for a really long time. It's Ye- just now we have we the internet and, yeah. and especially cell phone cameras to point that shit out. Well, yes. there, yes, absolutely. But also because we have those things, it, the, to that radical point, it magnifies and amplifies and focuses mm. in a way that is not always true right that is not always honest right and so like something that seems like for instance a shooting by the way i, I am in no way defending any shootings that have happened recently but a, a shooting that happens in a city somewhere far away from here can seem now at this moment to me a person mm. sitting in new york as like a very emotional and important thing that's happening to me but it's not actually happening to me it's happening to people somewhere else and the idea of what is happening is important to like think about and act on but but the internet does tend to, I think, and, mm. and I'm not trying to put words in anybody's mouth here. I'm saying from my perspective, it can also create a, that radicalization is good because it does make you want to take action. But then there's a level beyond that where um, you, I think you can be too wrapped up in or too caught up in the idea that like you have, you now have a, I think that leads to the very, the very far reaches of, of, of radical thought, which yeah. is, which is dangerous. You know, this is interesting. Um, the, what's interesting is, is that you're right, in part because of the nature of social media and just the nature of media in general, our perception of risk and fear and, and sort of things that happen in distant places feeling kind of closer to us has changed. Um, at the same time, what I'm really struck by is that who we relate to when we hear those stories remains incredibly divided. So um, hmm. to, to give some examples, so I, I, I often will, people, I'll be talking to sort of, you know, uh, kind of white liberalish suburban or sort of Brooklynites like yourself <laughs> who have kids. Yeah. And they'll say, you have kids, okay. And they'll say, hey, well, you can. know, it's really dangerous. You know, we can't let my kid go out and play in the yard now. It's not as safe as when I was a kid. So, yeah. you know, actually... It is a safe. Like it's, it's actually it is actually safer. safer. Yeah. It is statistically yeah. safer right. now to be my kid than when I was a kid. Statistically safer. I have this argument with people all the time. But we now hear the stories of every time a little white kid is abducted, yeah. every time a little white and uh, white parents, white people, white liberal conservative hear those stories and go, "Oh my gosh, it's not as safe." Right? We hear the stories of terrorism and we feel like it's it's not as safe. We're, we're more fearful. Um, but we don't hear other stories and translate that into our own lack of safety. So right. the, 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 again, the same sense of sort of um, compounding incidents, compounding examples that, uh, that my black friends are feeling are from police violence, right. are from the repeated shootings of uh, you know, black men and women for 
no reason whatsoever or right. under incredibly suspicious circumstances <laughs> yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah. And they see all of that, which again has been going on for time in memoriam, but is now uh, present in our in our minds and our social media feeds and our television. And they feel a certain fear, and it's but it's but it's disturbing to me. First of all, it's disturbing that it's happening, but it's also disturbing to me that we don't um, seem to care. Shift our right. Our I mean, the, the other compassion. example to me that is so striking is when uh, the Charlie Hebdo shootings happen in Paris. Uh, you know, the the mainstream, largely white media, all descended in Paris. The world's attention, the Western world's attention, i.e., white attention, was right. focused on Paris. The same day that happened. 18 people, I think, were killed. I want to say 18 people were killed in Paris. The same day that happened, about 200 people were killed um, by Boko Haram yeah. terrorists, yeah. Muslim radical terrorists, right, in Nigeria. Yeah. The world's attention did not descend on Nigeria. Well, and you could say, well, because it's about, you know, Islamic extremism. Blah, blah, blah. Well, no, those those are, it's 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 also our, who we care about as victims. Well, it's also the systems. I mean, and, the thing you were talking about before, uh, 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 I mean, we have such foundational rot in our systems that it's like i think about this all the time uh our our the media is set up to be a western focused <clears throat> excuse me western focused white focused media which is it's such a uh, deep and multi-layered system of of that perspective that it's you know, where is the apparatus? Where are the people rushing? There's no systems put in place in most newsrooms where you go, oh, that's an important story we have to cover. We even understand the story. Let's go down there and cover it. Like, it's easy. Paris is easy, right, for this system because it's always been part of it. Yeah, I, that's probably true to a point. But I guarantee if it had been a tour bus of white Americans <laughs> yeah. killed by Boko Haram. Right. The media would have found a way, but but their uh, white so Americans are part of the are part of their well, but it, it, and this has to do with our sphere of moral concern, and and yeah. let's be clear, let's be explicit that the issue, and I don't want to speak you know for the entire world, but the sort of Western world, it's it's, and, and certainly in the United States, our sphere of moral concern as a nation, it inc generally includes white people, right, and it generally does not include non-white people. It generally includes. Christians, it generally includes Jews, it does not include Muslims, it generally includes <laughs> native-borns, it does not include depends. immigrants, it's yeah. right, it, it's, and, and this, um, and what's sad is I always thought of the American political project and sort of moral project as a broadening of that sphere of moral concern, so not right. just political, which we've, we've done haltingly and imperfectly, but we've done gradually over time is yeah. we expand our, our formal kind of legal sphere of moral, of legal right. concern. Our laws. Right? Yeah. And political concern. But, but, but our actual moral concern or sort of moral hierarchy of whose lives matter more. Yeah. And that's what, when people say, oh, it's not black lives matter, it's all lives matter. Like, yes, of fucking course all lives matter. <laughs> that's, that's the, the that's goddamn the point. That's the worst. That's the point. <laughs> like, and the problem like, is right now in our society, black lives do not matter as much. They are right. not treated as valuable. There's, 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 there's a crisis around like when it comes to black lives, there's a crisis that we, that is happening that is based on systemic racism and all sorts of, that's not the only cause, but is a, a large part of it. And it's like we're all lives do matter, no question. We can just say all that lives as, should matter. The, as a blanket statement, we can say you should be appreciative of like human life. That should be something that we strive to protect in any regard, right? In any situation. Uh, but there's a particular focused 
crisis that is occurring that has been occurring for a very long time that now we are starting to see. And it feels like, and this is the thing that I always wonder, and, and I'd love your, your view on this. There's a couple of things you mentioned I want to go back to, but I'm, we'll have to keep moving forward with this. But I, like, is it, is it, has it always been this way? Cause like, listen, hmm. the reality is I don't live in a black neighborhood in, in St. Louis. So I have no idea how bad it's been there. But now lately, my in my impression is it's pretty fucking bad. So has it always been this bad and we have never seen it like we the people who are not there or is it worse now? And I want I would really like to talk about I have some theories about if it's worse and why it's worse. Yeah, but I'd like to hear your take on that. Well, I'll be completely honest with you. I don't have much interest in that conversation only because if you want to have that conversation, I mean, bring bring some black folks in right. um, for your listeners. I am very, very white. <laughs> no, but I'm not saying no, but like, I, I, no, but I, what I wanna... I'm saying is like, is, is the statistically speaking, is this something that has just been going on that we just haven't seen? Well, I mean, part of the problem is we haven't systemically collected data and talked about, you know, sort of police involved shootings over time. Right. But, you know, if you talk to folks in the black community, they will say, no, the violence is not new. The, the only thing new is the cell phone cameras. Right. Um, but. But, you know, look, I mean, uh, we could sit here pontificating about black lives until the cows come home. I actually think what is worth talking about uh, is white lives and and white uh, privilege, whiteness in general. And what I will say is that is not new. The um, in my experience, <laughs> no, whiteness is not new. And, <laughs> and, the, white privilege is not and new. the um desire of whiteness to rationalize black suffering as somehow justified by circumstance, by, uh, you know, that is not new. That That right. is not at all new. And the failure of white people to uh, be willing to be self-critical, to not just, and even in this moment, sort of not say, oh, I'm the good white liberal because I posted Black Lives Matter, so I'm, I'm done. I right, got this. Right. Um, and not think the problem is just the people who don't say that, but the problem is us. If you are white, you have to look at how this system exists and you have benefited from it and it continues. It is perpetuated and, and you have to actually be willing to be sit with that on discomfort for some time, to be, right. to be in the mess of that and to... Not just sort of push it away and say, oh, look, I, 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 you know, I did the hashtag. I'm good. Or I'm not the kind of white person who's a problem. Right. The problem isn't – and it's also not about blaming white people. It is whiteness. Michael Eric Dyson said whiteness is blindness. It is a, re, a refusal or, in fact, a, a learning through your life to only see the world right. in a certain way. And we have to start changing that. That is for sure nothing new. And – um I don't know. I don't know how we, I mean, maybe, maybe what is different. In other words, I don't think the conversation, the suffering, the um, state violence against the black community is different. I think what is different is that growing parts of the white community now hopefully see it. Yeah. But then what you do with that, how that translates not to a broader conversation um, and shift in whiteness and the the place of whiteness in America so that we can actually start to achieve real equality and see that by the way in our best interest too it doesn't mean you lose something it doesn't right. if, you know it's not like right equality isn't a pie if somebody gets more you get less <laughs> well i think we do a lot of zero sum thinking in yeah. this world where we go like if you win i lose and vice versa which is in this case 
I don't see there's no loser in making a more equal society for everybody. Like it is better for everybody. I want to. Um, we should take a quick break. Okay, and sure. Then, and then we're going to come back. There's, I want to. <laughs> it's intense. I mean, it's you're sorry. You're, it's, it's an intense time. No, it is. And I want to actually. You know, I actually haven't it's even. A really shitty time. It's a shitty time. We haven't even talked about specifically. Like we're very up in like a thousand feet, ten thousand feet here. But I want to take a quick break and then talk more about this and talk more about um, the future of America. This episode of Tomorrow is brought to you by Braintree. Developers around the world have embraced the Braintree V.0 SDK as the easiest way to add secure mobile payments to their apps and websites. No matter what payment type, Braintree accepts it. Apple Pay, Android Pay, PayPal, Venmo, credit cards, even Bitcoin, if you're the daring type. And if something new pops up, they'll support that too. It's the same payment solution used by Uber, Airbnb, and GitHub, so you know it scales. Integrating it into your app is as easy as inserting a few lines of code. But don't take my word for it. Try out the sandbox and see for yourself at braintreepayments.com slash tomorrow. Tomorrow is supported by City Cards with Android Pay. How cool is it that we live in a world where you can use the same device to listen to tomorrow and buy your morning coffee, groceries, and more? And did I mention it's a super fast way to pay? Just use your City Card with Android Pay at the register. Get in, get it, get going. Download the Android Pay app on Google Play or visit city.com slash Android Pay to get started. Android Pay is available for eligible city consumer credit and debit cards. We're back with Sally Cohn, who's having a sip of water. Yes. Just want to, I want to document everything that's happening wow. here. Um, so we're talking about uh, how fucked up America is. <laughs> we're actually I, kind of in a fishbowl. We are right a little now. bit in a fishbowl. Yeah, right. yes. um, so this is like, so we're, this conversation, this we're is. We're going to come back because this is going to, yeah. now, I, you uh, know, it's very hard. We were, we were talking offline about Twitter earlier and it's very hard to not see everything I say through the eyes of my friggin' trolls. But oh I just want to be clear. Yeah. I think America remains a great place. This whole like make Shiny America great again. It's already hill. great. It's getting better. We're evolving. We're, yeah. you know, it is a, uh, you know, as a gay woman, it is a better time to be a gay woman now than at any point in the history of this country. Like we, we are imperfect. We are um, unjust. We are uh, uh, stumbling. But I, I do actually believe in both this country as it is and, uh, and the idea of, America. So I want to be clear. No, I you, be clear. And by the way, I agree. But I, I am always sound like I'm shit talking America and Americans. Believe me. But like, but here we are. No, it is. It is an amazing. We live in an amazing yes. country, and it is getting better. And I do think that thing you're saying about the statistics. It's easy, by the way, to go to look at around and look at Twitter and just, and look at the news and go like, Gee, we are plunging into, and I do think that we are in this, like feels like we're one on the one hand plunging into apocalypse. And on the other hand, we're like reaching for something that's never been reached for before. And we're getting there. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like there are these two combative elements and you see both of them and it's hard to know, to feel like we're making any real progress, but we definitely are. But that well, doesn't mean like, like America being great, which by the way, I don't want to use like Trump's lingo, but like, because it is in houses, it has, it has become the thing that you say, but America being great, greatness, that greatness happens through like tremendous effort. Yes. Like it didn't happen. Somebody didn't just go like they just wrote the constitution. They're like, it's done now. 
it's not done. Like that's just the start. Right. And like, we have to keep refining that. I mean, that's a, the tricky part. Is like, it's very hard to refine certain things in America, like guns, very hard to refine how we think of guns and what they do here, because you've got this document that says something very, uh, very clearly and simply. Uh, it's complicated. All right. So a couple, a couple points. Yeah. First of all, one, just very quickly on the second amendment, people should go back. They should do their, do their reading. You know, it, it wasn't until the 1980s that we even interpreted the constitution, the second amendment to protect an individual right to bear arms. Right. Uh, and in There's the actually 1970s, language in the, in the constitution that is. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and in the 1970s, the NRA actually supported the, I believe it was the 1970s, the assault weapon ban. Right. So, so for the first almost hundred years of its existence, the NRA uh, did not, uh, you know, oppose gun control. Right. right. So, I, you know, this is, it's, this is a sort of relative recent thing. The other thing I want to say to your point is um, broadly speaking, uh, and not in that, uh, this is somewhat of a, well, broadly speaking, some of what, or a lot of what we're seeing right now in our society, in our culture, in our politics, is a reaction to progress. Yes, this is what I want to talk about. It is a, you know, it is, uh, no, I do not think that the reason we have white racial resentment and misogyny is solely because of the, you know, recent changes in our, but, but they're no, those related, are, those right? Those are some of our greatest and, hits. And can, <laughs> those are our and, classics. And I don't think, you know, look, you have two phenomena. You have economic stag stagnation and real wage stagnation. People have, you know, our economy's been growing, the wealthier getting wealthier, and, and working folks are seeing their wages uh, in real dollars stay the same or go down. Right. That is a real felt uh, problem. At the same time, you're, you, people are experiencing that, white people are experiencing that, and seeing their communities become more racially and ethnically diverse, seeing right. more women working, yeah. uh, you know, seeing more, seeing a black president, uh, and, and <laughs> these things kind of, and also seeing their own political power and influence decline. Um, the, the, well, as it naturally would, once a society becomes more diverse, once and, and a nation equal, becomes more diverse. Right? But, yeah. but again, it's that it's seeing equality as a, as a fixed sum, as opposed to a sort of a, a right. collective destination. Well, when, when Trump talks about the America, that's going to be great. The America that he envisions it is a 1950s. I mean, it's not our mod, it's not some version of a future America. It's an America that feels a lot more like an old America. And for the pe people who look like Donald Trump, beautiful blonde, blonde haired people, Naturally blonde, whatever his Are hair you color Donald is. Trump beautiful. Yeah, beautiful orange, orangey blonde people. Um, <laughs> I feel bad. I don't ever want to insult Donald Trump's looks, even though they are extremely bizarre, because um, <laughs> he's got other bigger things to insult. But his his America is like is is a throwback to when there was a ton of racism and a ton of sexism and like almost everybody was subjugated to the and was was at the whim and will of the white of a white patriarchal you know society which is still the way right. it is we're just like we're but this so this is a thing that i find most interesting this is what i want to talk about actually what i want to ask you about i just want to say like we are in it is friday morning um i i should say because this is going to go up on monday and i want to set the stage so this week there have been two and now maybe three because i was reading on twitter right before i came in here and there may be another shooting two um I'm sure there's plenty we don't know about today. well i'm sure yeah. but there were two very very uh visible uh seemingly uh, unprovoked shootings of black men by police this week. Um, Philando Castile in St. Louis, correct? Mm -hmm. And and Alton Sterling in Baton Rouge. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, you know, then 
the last night, late last night, there was a there was a protest in Dallas, and apparently snipers there are, there were snipers at this protest who killed shot eleven cops, killed five of them. Mm-hmm. I think most uh, most of these the people who were doing the shooting are now in custody. They think they, they, one's been killed. One has been killed by and I this I that read, we know at this point. So there, it could, there's that, a total of four. There's a total of four people who were shooting, shooting. and one of them has been killed that and we I, know of at this point. That we know of. By, Monday, but, yes. but I was reading on Twitter before coming in here that uh, this is a reliable source of ever. The, well, ahead. this is like from the Dallas PD yeah, yeah. that a they used a robot with a bomb mm-hmm. to kill to kill this. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because it's insane to kill this suspect uh, who apparently had planted bombs himself or herself. I don't really Report, know. They, they threatened that they had you yeah. uh, allegedly. I have no idea how much of this is is we don't know yet. Um, but we're at a moment at this today. Mm. Every day is stressful in America. Every day is stressful in the world. There's all kinds of crazy shit happening all the time. But it feels like this week, well, this year has been a motherfucker. But this week feels particularly focused on the crazy, on the things that seem like they shouldn't be happening, but they are. And I mean, as much for the cops who got shot as mm-hmm. the, the the black men who shouldn't have been shot. Like, nobody should be getting shot in mm-hmm. these situations, right? right? You know, and, and my, you know, so, but I do feel like, we are reaching this kind of, I don't know that it's a fever pitch. I feel like it's just the opening strains of a very bad symphony, which is like uh, a certain segment of the U.S. population, uh, I think a predominantly white, uh, I think I think there is a predominantly male mm-hmm. vibe to it, feels cornered right now. I think Donald Trump is a product cornered of- Cornered is a great way of putting it. You know, and I, and I think that, and I, and I get it. Like if you've lived your entire life in power mm-hmm. and now you see that power slipping away to people who are unfamiliar to you, that you are, that you either fear or don't understand. Yeah. Like I understand why like you want to, like why you would lose your mind. But I, but, but hasn't, how much responsibility does the Republican Party have? Because I think they've got a fuckload of responsibility. And I'm not trying to be like, I know everybody, no, no, I, everybody yeah. who listens already thinks I'm like a liberal maniac, but I do think. Well, you are. I am, but I'm a ra- very highly radicalized liberal. But I do think they have let, and just the way Britain in many ways let its, mm-hmm. let the crazies control the direction of their country. I do think, or at least a big part of it, I do think like we've got a situation here where people who've been backed into a corner who are lashing out, yeah. who are not ready for modernity, are have been stoked by this party. And how much responsibility well, should they take for okay, it? Okay, a couple of thoughts. Uh, first okay. of all, I'm not going to call anyone Sorry. crazy. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not going to call anyone crazy. Okay. It's not my style. And I, I think... Um, you know, look, we have Let's politics. Say ignorant. Can we say ignorant? No, I'm not going to say that. Either. We have <laughs> politics for a long time that have uh, preyed on and encouraged people's fear, right? Um, uh, instead of their hope and faith, and we have had politics for a long time that have encouraged, uh, and and I think Republicans have in particular played into this, uh, encouraged a sort of a zero sum uh, phenomenon, especially with respects with respect to group and identity. Um, that you know, well, if if they get more that means you get less in terms of equality right right that um women and people of color and gay people getting equality uh somehow means less for social conservatives or working class white folks or whatever um but i mean there's it's a very um it's it's a very frustrating no no it's a very frustrating (laughs) and emotional time i do think what we are experiencing is a backlash between uh, and and, a, and a f- I do think this election, in a way, is an opening salvo uh, or a sort of a, I don't know, second act maybe in a 
fundamental clash in this country between people who, uh, you know, imperfectly, because I don't want to sort of give a pass to all people on the sort of liberal left or whatever, but people who imperfectly uh, and and still maybe need to, you know, their analysis and their own work needs to to continue, but but who, generally speaking, see the expanding of the American dream as a good thing, uh, who see that as a positive march toward progress. And those who, you know, look, uh, Donald Trump in 1989, in 1989, said, uh, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but said that if he could do it all over again, he would come back as uh, a black man because he thinks that black people have certain advantages over white people. He said this in 1989. What, and did, he, what that did he mean view, by that? That view is, is not, he's not alone. And in a lot of ways, that mindset, I think, presages some of the mindset behind not all, but, but you know, not the only motivation for, for supporting Trump and, and for, uh, or really rather what more what Trump has tapped into, right? It's not the right. only motivation, but it is a sense that, um, that, that equality for all threatens the s- historic supremacy of some. And to that point, you know, it's very interesting. There's um, some economists who've studied and documented something that they call uh, last place aversion. And, in the studies, they, uh, you know, the subjects in the research studies have, uh, you know, there's a ranking of uh, wealth, right? And it's by dollars. So, you know, some people, they're told that there are some people who have a dollar, some people have $2, some people have $3, $4, maybe up to 10 something like that. And the experiment is you're told you are somewhere in that economic ranking and you have $2. Who are you going to give the $2 to? You can give it to the person immediately above you or immediately below you in the economic hierarchy. Right. And obviously, if you give it to the person below you, they jump above you mm. in the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Across the study, across groups, you know, different subjects, everyone will give their $2 to the person below them. Who the fuck wouldn't? You're going to give the $2 to the person who has less than you. Why would you give it to the person who has more than you? Right. Except, <laughs> except <laughs> for when they do the research with in, in, in the study, you're at the, say, $2 level. You're, you're second place to last. Mm-hmm. And then those subjects are more likely to give the money to the person above them in the ranking because if they gave it to the person below them, They'd then be they last. would be in last place. Yeah. No one wants to be in last place. And you know, it's interesting when um there's always been a set of people who said, "Oh, you know, poor white folks, working class white folks are voting against their self-interest." Well, they're not. Their self-interest is to not be in last place. And white supremacy uh, and racial oppression in this country has ensured that at least socially and politically, right. white people aren't in last place. Right. You may and, be broke. Yeah. You may be just as broke as anybody else. Right. And you may be subject to all of the same but at least you're white. shit, but like you'll be more protected in some, at some level, at some like well, vague level. Oh, you get the offensive thing with when people say white trash as if they want to distinguish themselves right. from other trash. Like at least I have this metal. <laughs> We have multicultural. Oh, you know, the, the, the thing is that uh, I'm not even going to go there. I could have gone trash. there and I didn't go there. Uh, you know, what I'll Donald Trump you. has promised people is prosperity through bigotry. Yeah. That is what he's selling. He's saying, think about this. He's saying that in, in the United States of America, the way to prosper is through bigotry and discrimination. By the way, unfortunately, a... Uh, a an argument um, uh, that is that is steeped in American history, 
Look at colonial America. Colonial America was prosperity through bigotry. The, the colonization of America in the first place was right. prosperity through bigotry. Right. Slavery, the the you know entire economy of the country and, and certainly the South was was prosperity through bigotry. So right. it, there's a long line of that uh, you know history, but yeah. it's it's you you again you'd hope we are moving beyond it and but that we're not. The, but that so we but uh, but I think it feels like okay to me. The, that is the minority voice in America. I believe not, and I don't mean minorities. I mean I do believe, and I do think this is true. And maybe maybe you'll disagree. That, and I've talked about this a bunch on the show: the death throes of white male power, and this, which I think is like a trope that's real. Uh, I'm experiencing it as a white male. I mean, I feel my power being taken away every day, uh, and I love it. By the way, I'm happy to not have so much responsibility. Please just. Let me relax. Um, oh boy. <laughs> I need to stop throwing all these switches. But uh, the thing is, the thing is, I do feel that this country is moving to a more progressive place, that we're voting more progressively, that how quickly gay marriage became, went from being illegal and banned to being the, la the law of the land. I do feel like we've accelerated some of that stuff, but, but we're not close to done right mm -hmm. and and it's going to be it's like the question is how do we mitigate how do we mitigate and i don't say you have this answer but what i'm like the thing that, that frightens me and worries me every day is like how do we mitigate or control this rage that people feel because the rage when it spills over like it does you know the the shootings we don't know all the details in, about the shootings in dallas but there is now a, there's now a cycle of violence from from pro from shootings to protest to shootings that feels bad. It feels wrong. It feels like the wrong direction. And it feels like there's got to be some way to mitigate this rage. There's got to be some way, you know, the, you said something at the beginning. I actually, this is something I wanted to go back to and I'll go back to it now. Cause it's sort of related about evil people being evil, like ISIS or, uh, you know, terrorists or anyhow. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm not saying this to challenge you. I'm curious to know what your take on is, but I do have, you know, when, uh, Many years ago, when I, when I met my wife, who's, a, who's also a writer, um, we had a lot of arguments about like evilness, like if evil existed. Because I was sure, having grown up in America in a fairly traditional way, like, yes, there are evil people. Like Hitler is evil, right? Like terrorists are evil. Like they're bad people. But we had a lot of arguments. And she's got this very humanist view, which is like they might not have been in the right, mm -hmm. with the right set of circumstances, with the right kind of people around them, with the right, in the right world, right? That people aren't inherently born evil or born bad. And I think that's true. And I do wonder, like, this isn't about sh like stop these people waiting for these people to die out or something. Mm. It's about changing the way they, their brains work. It's about changing what they think. It's about changing their level of ignorance or understanding. And how do we do that? Is there any way to do that? Like, I don't know that you know, but I'm just thinking like... I have all the answers. Oh, do you? No. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> isn't like what you're talking about empathy? And don't you feel like it, if you want someone to feel empathetic for you, doesn't it start with trying to understand... Everyone is trying to be a good person. Yeah, well, it's like... What, and it's, it's trying a, to understand why, what they're, why they're doing what they're doing. Everyone has good intentions, even if they're self-preservation intentions. You know... <sighs> I mean, here's the, I mean, the short answer is, you know, I'm, this is a, this is a, no, this is a interesting day to have this conversation because I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, um, morose and existential. Um, you came to the right place. Right. Uh, I want to challenge somewhat the premise of the question, I think, um, only insofar as the, uh, 
views that you might say are the sort of marginal uh, minority sort of extreme resentment rage I have heard expressed by quote unquote white liberals, democratic voters. I mean, I've heard, I've like, heard give me, people give me an say, give me a specific example. Oh, I have heard people say white, white liberals, liberal liberals. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, you know, oh, I, I, I probably didn't get that job because I'm white. Right. But, you know, that's a good thing. Right now, that right there is the assumption that it, it, it's, a, I mean, like how we could spend an hour it's just complex. unpacking yeah, that, complex. right? But the assumption is, well, if we were going purely on merit, I, of course, as the white person, deserved this. Right. But it was probably given, I have no right. actual facts or knowledge, it was probably given to a person of color only because of affirmative action. And, and oh, but, but I'm a good liberal, so I support that, even though I just actually expressed it in right. deeply but that, but resentful like, But those people are kind of lying, aren't they? Insofar as? They're kind of lying. I mean, in the, in the idea that they oh, are- that they don't They're like, I'm so really happy like about that. No, but, like, but, I think if you're up for a job even if and you, you- Even if you were telling the truth, it's still fucked up, right? right? It's well, still it's an I <laughs> statement, because all of this starts with I. It's right. every right. white person releases their statement it, on Twitter saying, I'm so sad. And yeah. it assumes, and it goes back to, but it also goes back to an assumption of- the purity and goodness of whiteness, the deserving, the deservingness, right. the right that what y you have, you earned and worked for, and what others have, they are unfairly given, as opposed to the reality, which is, listen, whiteness has for two hundred seventy plus years in this country bestowed a set of unearned. Privileges of right. unearned benefits, but that's but right? that's the for, reason for, that. Liberals but I mean, are, I'm I'm like, uh, can I give another example? Yeah, you know, oh, the only reason so and so is on this, you know, TV show or panel. I've heard these as a cable news person. Like, oh, you know, they needed a black person, right? Right. Well, like the other seven chairs are filled by white people. Yeah. Statistically, you're more likely to get on the damn show if you're yeah. a white person. Yeah. But the assumption is the white people deserve to be there. Right. And in fact, if it weren't for this sort of political correctness affirmative action, we would, it could all be white people because that would actually be quote unquote better. I mean, that's that, that's that the, is, and this is, this comes from, this comes from liberals. Yeah, but that's, but that's, I'm not defending that. I'm saying. Oh, because it was going to be fun if you tried. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. But I will say this, and God, I hope this doesn't come off as a defense of that attitude. But there is some foundation, like we have been, this weird worldview has been drilled into us in America into like, I'm not defending again, the people who say that, but it's almost, they don't, you can't even see beyond their weird. So it's time to see. I agree. So it's that's it. I, agree. I mean, this is it. But it's the not just seeing, yeah. it's not just seeing, it's also accepting and understanding like the, I mean, you're talking about a, a level of self awareness that is very difficult for even like the most intelligent people to get to. But you know, like, I'm not ever, there, the structurally but, but structurally you know, everything is we'll structurally everything it. is wrong structurally everything is positioned in one direction and we're trying to position another it's like it's like you're like okay the house it's a great house but the foundation is rotting and you've got to raise the house and put a new foundation in which is very difficult to do right like you have to keep the house in one piece while building a new foundation underneath it and i feel like that's very difficult for people like to to feel in their 
fucking flip the house renovation shows on every, you know, yeah, that's all never, I watch when I'm in never, hotels and But they never HGTV. redo the entire foundation of the house. But like, They're you not know, digging it out, lifting it up with a crate and then putting a new foundation have, underneath. I, what's interesting to me is the American political project was literally designed to do just that, maybe without the house metaphor, but, but written into our founding documents, written into uh, the principles of our country was this idea that it is an imperfect political project and that we, the people, get the chance to reform and yeah. reshape and, and, and revise that political project every chance we get. And we have, right? We have to remember that for, uh, you know, a, a considerable amount of time in this history, we didn't uh, let white men without property vote. Uh, we didn't let women vote. We didn't let uh, black people vote. We didn't, right? That's just voting, yeah. right? For, forget equal access to other things. We forget, you know. And now uh, we don't that, give a shit about voting. People That's say, oh, you know, the Jim Crow laws. That was so long ago. It wasn't that fucking long ago. Like, the, the, and and, you know, have we left the legacy of that behind? No, but at least, thank God, we turned that actual chapter on those horrible things, the internment of uh, Japanese Americans during World War II. Like, we've done right, right. horrible things in this country. And, not that and, long and ago. We can, not that long ago. Yeah. And we are actually able to improve. We are able to improve as human beings. We are able to learn and grow and change. And therefore, we are as a country. That is where I, I do remain fundamentally positive and optimistic. Right. So well, this is, But this is to my point, is, is isn't the solution... And this is where I go back to that, like, how much blame does a Republican Party or Donald Trump have in this current state of affairs? And I don't think... Look, I think Obama's victory and having a black man in the highest office of this land has been terrifying to the most, I'm not going to say crazy, I will say ignorant and less empathetic people in our country who are, have their own reasons for the, I mean, the ignorance is not, it's not like an attack on them. Ignorance is real. It happens. Right. But like we have, we have coddled that ignorance. We have, we have, used it i mean the 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 right the tea party and the 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 uh, uh, letting the tea party become a meaningful part of or at least that thinking and ideology become a meaningful part of what was already a fairly extreme party in terms of diversity equality um socialist thinking Mm -hmm. even when socialist thinking is good you know uh which is most of the time but um We'll we'll bleep that right ryan um (laughs) but you know they've they have let it fester. And like they're, th- what changes people, the thing that you're talking about where white liberals are saying shitty things about their position and th- their place in the world is as much a, 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 as much about a need to change the way we really think in our, hmm. at our core. I mean, it's the same for them as it is for, for the people who are like, I got to protect my land and I got my, I need my guns yeah, and, and the, f- yeah. screw all these black people. Right. But here's the thing. To the to the same extent, and I do take this cue from uh, Black Lives Matter activists. I've talked to racial justice leaders in general, uh, writers, thinkers, scholars who've said, "Stop tell, talking about the black community. What the black community has to done. We've done our part. This is about white people. Yeah. You have to fix this. This is your system. You have to fix it. Uh, talk to your. You know, get your." Get your own house straight. You actually wrote a great piece um, on Washington Post about yes, that, kind of about yes. this, where you talk to activists. It's really Black good. Black Lives Matter activists yeah. uh, about what white people can do. Yeah. Their words, not mine, but what white people can do um, to support Black Lives Matter. Um, uh, so within that spectrum, though, I don't want... I, I, yes, I listen, I, I mean, let's 
go there. Let's talk about what the Republican Party has done to, uh, uh, you know, demonize communities of color in systemic ways from uh, from from Nixon through Reagan, uh, through, uh, you know, my friend Newt Gingrich calling Barack Obama, the, uh, the you know, uh, food stamp president. Right. Like we can talk about that. And I also think there is a piece of this is about our own house. And when I say my own house, my own house is white liberals. Uh, and, you know, let's be clear. A lot of these police shootings, uh, the police uh, violence, the stop and frisk, the gen- the uh, displacement uh, and uh, denigration of black communities within cities is happening in liberal cities. It's happening in cities that are controlled by Democrats. So to to just say, and part of why I get frustrated, I think, I'm as partisan as anyone, but part of why I get frustrated when we try to map a conversation like this onto partisanship is it then excuses half the equation, half the country uh, from its complicity in the dynamic, which I'm not, uh, you know, but I want to be clear on that. There's a responsibility across, I mean, it's not... But you, but the rhetoric certainly from one party is very different than the rhetoric from the other party. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, and it, yes. it is, and it, it is, was Bill Clinton who passed the crime bill that you know led right. to the over incarceration of uh, black folks. So you know, it, right. it's and and by the way, Everybody, and by the way, still it. fucking defends that law, <laughs> yeah. and 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 establishment Democrats who still defend that law. Um, so. You know, yeah, again, it's tough. Um, it's tough. It, it is just uh, everybody's blowing it. Well, and everybody's pointing the finger. And <laughs> I guess my sort of thing is like start by pointing the finger at yourself. I think that's a good policy. Are we calling this white people talking? Yeah, definitely. This is like white people opine. Well, actually, I want to talk about Twitter because <laughs> <laughs> we are really let's talk about twitchy <laughs> <laughs> so you have um you have quite a few followers but you've got now i do ta- okay but i got t- quite a collection of trolls hello well, we trolls. were talking about this before the show that that you've because you were kind of this this you're on fox news but your your views run a little counter perhaps let's just say yes. in the nice way that you couched yes. earlier counter no, no, yeah. to some of the people on fox without doubt uh you've collected like a lot of your followers are people who are there specifically and i started out at fox as Twitter was ascending, so right. and 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 for some reason they stick around. Yeah, you know, they're dedicated. like they're, they're dedicated, they're, they're loyal trolls. Yeah, so you have, a, so you get trolled a lot. I get trolled. Tell a me lot. about your experience. I on mean, Twitter. I've, people have said my trolls are the worst. I don't, you know, people I, who I don't want to brag. Anybody of note? I don't want to brag. Uh, <laughs> yes, people of note who have I can't name names, but really? people like, of note have people in the people, industry listen, have been like I've had. Oh yeah, oh no no people uh, I've had. Well, I need celebrities. to read your, I need to read I've your had mentions. Celebrities and. Like journalists, can we like get right, can journalists you pull and, up some mentions, um, some Sally mentions, and, uh, just to see oh it, get a taste. And uh, I've had I've had people ask me not to retweet them really? ever again because really? of their because of my trolls. Yeah, yeah. Wow, um, that's powerful. You know, I, and I, like I, prominent like liberal journalists. Like, I, 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 go, I went into oh, Twitter and typed Sally Cohn. The first result is uh-huh. at Sally Cohn. Throw yourself out a window. Okay, but okay, but in oh, fairness, that's not that bad. in fairness, last but the night, first result. So last night I tweeted banned guns. Yeah. Before I went to bed, well, I thought I was going to bed, and then I literally within moments there were like. Kill yourself, drink bleach. Yeah, Just people were zooming in on my nose and talking about kikes and the Holocaust mm-hmm. and Jews and whatever else. You know, it was like. Yeah. Also, by the way, I don't understand that weird cross section of GamerGate. I mean, I sort of understand it. The GamerGaters in like the 4chan who are just like, yeah, I don't really think they even believe the shit that they're saying, but they're like, Man, oh, this I is got, a really good place to be. When you end up on uh, a 4chan 
channel. Oh, then yeah. all of a sudden, you notice I noticed like a real surge of like new trolls. I'm like, where did they come from? A lot then of anime, I noticed a lot of anime. Then avatars. I noticed Google 4chan yeah. and find out what they just said about me. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it is also it is. By the way, I mean, I don't want to make light of it. It sucks. Uh, no, it's the worst. And <laughs> it, you know, really. I mean, I've gotten sort of immune or used to it or whatever at this point. Right. Um, but it is worth noting that across the board, across the board ideologically, the way that women, people of color, and queer folks get trolled, uh, and Jews get trolled, yeah. is is just different. No, you know, cra- guys it's... will get called stupid. You know, straight <laughs> straight white Christian men will get called stupid or idiots or told to go drink bleach and whatever. But, you know, you'll get anti-Semitic tweets. Yeah. I'll get, uh, you know, rape threats or things about, you know, carpet munching yeah. or, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean like a lot of... It's always sexual. Like, it's, always se- it's always, it's, it's yeah, the, the sort of the, you know, or um, yeah. my black queer friends will get, you know, racist, misogyny. It's just, oh, it's, no, no. I got, it's unfortunate. Like, yeah. can we just call each other stupid? Or yeah, you can't even <laughs> just say, like, yeah. there, look, there were people who responded to me last night who were like, uh, no, idiot, it's in the, you know, it's in the constitution. And it's like, okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. You're arguing for, like, you're having an argument about the thing. But then there were people who were like, got immediately racist yeah. or got immediately into like death threats. And it's like, what yeah. this, you're just proving my point. Yeah. I don't want you to have a gun. Like, I, I don't want people like this to be, make hair trigger decisions, but, but, but Twitter is well, like, what kills me is like, if I'll talk about, you know, abortion rights, yeah, uh, like, you know, it's, oh. it should be a woman's right to choose and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, uh, and then I get, um, I get uh, about a third and a third and a third of, um, uh, well, why should you ever, why do you care about abortion? Clearly, you'll never need one. Yeah. You dyke, wow. blah, blah, wow. blah. Then I get rape threats, which is, it's like, did you guys talk? They're <laughs> flipping the script. And then the third like, is, you know, actually. Your, I wish your mother had aborted you. I'm like, well, I am confused. Yeah, it's like, well, you I can be all, I against. Thought, I thought all life is precious. Well, I'm so well, it's like Well, it's like that I want everyone to have a gun. It, it, everyone, if everyone uh, had a gun, everything would work out. A guy had a gun and he got shot for having a gun. And then they're like, well. <laughs> like, well, he was black, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. No, but, but, like, but Let's it is- not forget, California repealed open carry laws. Because of the Black Panthers, right? Like it's just, yeah, you know. Oh no, I mean the double standards are insane. But but the um, anyway, we were talking about trolls, Twitter. We yeah, Twitter. About, I've thought of Twitter. quitting. Yeah. I have. Well, so have I. I mean, yeah. I've thought of. I mean, I wrote something uh, not that long ago for the New Yorker, which is about essentially like the death of Twitter. Oh, was, wait, was my, humble brag. Uh, I was a little humble brag. Yeah. Uh, oh, so for the hold on for the it's website fine. for it's the fine. website, not yeah. the magazine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done either, dude. But okay. It's fine. Well, maybe Hello, someday. New maybe, maybe someday you'll get your chance. <laughs> um, you know, if you really don't you want to hear this witty listen, answer Sarah, on you your really, pages? I think if you really keep working at it, one of these days you'll get tapped on the shoulder. Um, no, but I, it was like, I was basically like, here's why Twitter is dying to me, and a big part yeah. of it was like the trolling, and it is this weird thing where, I mean, listen, I get it; it's the internet. But you feel like, I mean, I was reporting and blocking people last night and the process is so arcane oh and it, they're like, someone will be in contact about this. It's like, you know what? I'm verified. You know how many followers I have. I'm pretty easy. You can go search what's going on in my timeline. Just go take a look and then use your brain, Twitter moderators, to figure out what, which people are contributing positively to a if conversation. You've, if you've tweeted rape upwards of 10 times within the hour, it should flag something. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. You know, you would think, but we don't want to. The platform doesn't, I mean, let's be honest, Twitter doesn't actually seem to be deeply interested in reforming its platform. Um, but, you know, so I mean, there, there are things that they could do if they wanted to right. stop this shit. Right. Uh, at the same time, by the way, I now get like trolls on Instagram, which is like, oh, I get no. trolls on like pictures of my dog. No, my Facebook. Got, there was the best, there was the best thread <laughs> where like, I got, uh, I can't remember what I did, 
But I said something, whatever. And then all of a sudden the Donald Trump trolls came out. Oh my God. And so I got MAGA, you know, like hashtag M-A-G-A. That's the thing. You oh, know, not that make, make America, America great, great again. Uh, oh, like, uh, I posted a picture of my dog. It was hashtag MAGA, 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 MAGA. Nice. And then, um, you know, something like you're a fucking idiot, but your dog is cute. I was yeah, like, oh, that's really nice. Thanks. That's so sweet. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Instagram is Instagram is the wild west. So is Facebook though. Like Facebook, uh, it's like okay, they they've done a little bit of a better job. Uh, I maybe because the comments are so all, totally diminished. It's like proper placement for that type of con- the stacking comments. It's like okay, yeah. you're down here. If you really want to go see it. You can go check it out, but like you don't have to. Twitter, it's like that is your secondary, right. your second, your feed is like it, yeah. the stuff, the stuff you read and the people you follow and the people you trust and are interested in. And then all the people responding to you. And, it, and like they have their filters, but their filters are bullshit. But I do think yeah. it's interesting. Like, how you, the thing is, we can't quit because we're like in the new, like we're doing new stuff. And like if yeah. you leave Twitter right the now. Is I liked what I loved about Twitter was the engage, was the back and forth, right? right? And like I just had this morning some guy. I posted it. Don't find it. Some guy please, posted please something like, uh, you know, you you cowardly twat. Why aren't you responding to my, you know, question? I'm like, well, maybe <laughs> Gee, don't call me a twat. I, wonder, I don't know. I wonder that why. would be, right? Like, I would love, I would love, I actually relish. And one of the things I miss the most uh, about Fox is like, it's actually, I, I do enjoy engaging with people I don't agree with. Yeah. I would like us to be able to do that respectfully. I have to say, the thing that's so crazy, it's not crazy, I understand it. I, I feel like we would have shaken this off at this point. You know, I've been on the internet a long time. Humble brag. I've been on a long, long time. Uh, I built the internet. Um, and <laughs> I designed it and built it myself. Uh, you would think that we'd gotten over this like anonymous this like crazy not even anonymous now it's like the people put their names on it but like the 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 ability to instantly react violently to somebody and i mean words as violence right we think we would have kind of shaken it off a little bit now we're like okay well you wouldn't there this is a a forum like a, a where humans exist like it's not like we're in some alien we're in some video game like this is not a video game like you're not a a a character in a video game. You're a human. Turns out I'm real. You're a real human being. And those people, you think at this point, we would have gotten into this place where we're like, okay, well, let's try to keep the discourse where in a room, no one's going to call you. Very few people are going to be like, you twat, like in a room. You just wanted to repeat that, didn't you? I did. (laughs) It might have been twit, by the way, going back. I don't know. I might be conflating two different. only Ryan I might be conflating two different hate tweets. I'm sure there's plenty of both, okay? I mean... (laughs) I mean, Ryan, find uh, find no, instances of Let's twat. Not let- <laughs> your All right, you, you had to say it again. Yeah. <laughs> you can stop now. Listen, um, uh, I really, I do hold out hope that we can be a more civil and and kind and polite people. And you know, the backlash against political correctness I find so deeply troubling because, you know, I always just thought political correctness was treating people with respect. Right. Um, and, and kindness. And if something hurts someone's feeling or is offensive, even if you, it's not offensive to you, that yeah. that's, you know, I mean, I learned this shit in couples counseling. You know, if my be. partner says it hurt her feelings, I say, I'm sorry, and I don't do it again. If your point uh, is good, you don't need, you don't need to call someone a bitch if your point is good. <sighs> Listen, right? but there has to be limits. Uh, this safe space, this situation that's I'm going not saying, on. Listen, say what. Talk hey, about, well, talk let's about extreme clear. liberalism. No, 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 no. And I, I <laughs> oh, listen. Look at this guy. All things, hang on. 
Oh my gosh, we'll are have we? to do this again. All Why things can I? go too far. Why All things can go that? too far. Oh yeah, we, yeah, no, we gotta stop. All things can go too far. But let me just say <laughs> just this. Cut that. Just cut that part. You can know. I I keep it in, man. All things no, can go like, too far. It's true. We, and get, we just have to communicate uh, pendulum through looks. swing. Pendulum swing. But the idea at the core of like let's treat people respectfully and language and the way we talk yes. to and about each other is a place to begin. And is it's not it's not giving something up of yourself. So yes, you're right. The the you know uh, the policing of language and the pleas for safe spaces and whatever and, and trigger warnings can go too far. Yes. But the essential In idea the is good. Yes, the no, essential no, no, idea no. is good. Is like and what the fuck are you sacrificing if I say please call me this instead of that? No, what, here's what the thing. Skin off, like, exactly. Really, really? And I think that you have to go way out into the extremes to get to the place where it's like okay, now hold on a second, yes. like because we are so far from we're getting it right at this point. Like we're so far from getting language right with each other that like, we need to go way out from where we are before we can start getting into like, okay, well, it's, you know, there and is, wouldn't it be nice if we could have political disagreements, even in our intense partisanship while still fundamentally respecting each other, not thinking that, well, the people on that side <laughs> yeah. are stupid and the people on that side are mean and the people on that side are, you know, this, like, how about we Sounds... all aspire to be good people who want the best for, ourselves, our families, our country, and our world, let, let's start with that as a fundamental assumption and have, you know, I don't know, respectful conversations. Apparently I'm Pollyanna over here. No, I agree with you. I'm yeah. just, I was going to say, like, that sounds like a wonderful dream. I think we're yeah. Just not we're on way. Twitter, maybe. We're, anyway. <laughs> not on Twitter. Okay. Well, that's where I think we're going to wrap it there <laughs> with my controversial safe spaces statement. Ryan gave me the look, like the craziest look he's ever given me. He gave me some crazy looks. That was kind of cute, actually. <laughs> I dug that look. You, he you was like my what? gay bar from my cold, dead safe man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Well, All right, Sally, man, that was fun. Sally, thank you so much for doing this. This is awesome. You have to come back. Maybe like Let's next time yeah. we can talk about less unpleasant things. Um, if the world maybe the could world stop, will be could the world stop producing unpleasant topics maybe the next time you're here it's going to be yeah. like nothing but sunshine and rainbows oh yeah that sounds nice where's that place I don't know well that is our show for this week we'll be back next week with more tomorrow of course and as always I wish you and your family the very best though I've just learned that in this economic experiment your family has two dollars and they're not going to be in last place if they can help it